Chapter 18 of Certain Personal Matters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Graham Scott, Cheltenham, England. Certain Personal Matters by H. G. Wells. The Book of Curses professor gargoyle you must understand has travelled to and fro in the earth culling flowers of speech a kind of recording angel he is but without any sentimental tears to be plain he studies swearing his collection however only approaches completeness in the western departments of european language going eastward he found such an appalling and tropical luxuriance of these ornaments as to despair at last altogether of even a representative selection they do not curse he says at door handles and shirt studs and such other trifles as will draw down the meagre discharge of an occidental but when they do begin i hired a promising-looking man at calcutta and after a month or so refused to pay his wages he was unable to get at me with the big knife he carried because the door was locked so he sat on his hams outside under the veranda from a quarter past six in the morning until nearly ten cursing cursing in one steady unbroken flow an astonishing spate of blasphemy first he cursed my family from me along the female line back to eve and then having toyed with me personally for a little while he started off along the line of my possible posterity to my remotest great-grandchildren then he cursed me by this and that my hand ached taking it down he was so very rich it was a perfect anthology of bengali blasphemy vivid scorching and variegated not two alike and then he turned about and dealt with different parts of me i was really very fortunate in him yet it was depressing to think that all this was from one man and that there are six hundred million people in asia naturally said the professor in answer to my question these investigations involve a certain element of danger the first condition of curse collecting is to be unpopular especially in the east where combinatory swearing alone is practised and you have to offend a man very grievously to get him to disgorge his treasure in this country except among ladies in comparatively humble circumstances anything like this fluent explicit detailed and sincere cursing aimed missile fashion at a personal enemy is not found it was quite common a few centuries ago indeed in the middle ages it was part of the recognised procedure aggrieved parties would issue a father's curse an orphan's curse and so forth much as we should take out a county court summons and it played a large part in ecclesiastical policy too at one time the entire church militant here on earth was swearing in unison and the latin tongue at the republic of venice a very splendid and imposing spectacle it seems to me a pity to let these old customs die out so completely i estimate that more than half these gothic forms have altogether passed out of memory there must have been some splendid things in erse and gaelic too for the celtic mind with its more vivid sense of colour its quicker transitions and deeper emotional quality has ever overcursed the stolid teuton 
but it is all getting forgotten indeed your common englishman now scarcely curses at all a more colourless and conventional affair than what in england is called swearing one can scarcely imagine it is just common talk with some half-dozen orthodox bad words dropped in here and there in the most foolish and illogical manner fancy having orthodox unorthodox words i remember one day getting into a third-class smoking carriage on the metropolitan railway about one o'clock and finding it full of rough working men everything they said was seasoned with one incredibly stupid adjective and no doubt they thought they were very desperate characters at last i asked them not to say that word again one forthwith asked me what the blank i really cannot quote these puerilities what the idiotic cliche that mattered to me so i looked at him quietly over my glasses and i began it was a revelation to these poor fellows they sat open-mouthed gasping then those that were nearest me began to edge away and at the very next station they all bundled out of the carriage before the train stopped as though i had some infectious disease and the thing was just a rough imperfect rendering of some mere commonplaces passing the time day as it were with which the heathen of aleppo used to favour the servants of the american missionary indeed said professor gargoyle if it were not for women there would be nothing in england that one could speak of as swearing at all i say said i is not that rather rough on the ladies not at all they have agreed to consider certain words for no very good reason bad words it is a pure convention it has little or nothing to do with the actual meaning because for every one of these bad words there is a paraphrase or synonym considered to be quite suitable for polite ears hence the feeblest creature can always produce a sensation by breaking the taboo but women are learning how to undo this error of theirs now the word damn for instance is i hear being admitted freely into the boudoir and feminine conversation it is even considered a rather prudish thing to object to this word now men especially feeble men hate doing things that women do as a consequence men who go about saying damn are now regarded by their fellow-men as only a shade less effeminate than those who go about saying nasty and horrid the subtler sex will not be long in noticing what has happened to this objectionable word when they do they will of course forthwith take up all the others it will be a little startling perhaps at first but in the end there will be no swearing left i have no doubt there will be those who will air their petty wit on the pioneer women but where a martyr is wanted a woman can always be found to offer herself she will clothe herself in cursing like the ungodly and perish in that nessus shirt a martyr to pure language and then this dull cad swearing a mere unnecessary affectation of coarseness will disappear and a very good job too there is a pretty department of the subject which i might call grace swearing odds fish cried the king when he saw the man climbing salisbury spire he shall have a patent for it no one else shall do it one might call such little things water street curses odds bodkins is a ladylike form and odds possels a variety i met in the british museum every gentleman once upon a time aspired to have his own particular grace curse just as he liked to have his crest and his book-plate and his characteristic signature it fluttered pleasantly into his conversation as mr whistler's butterfly comes into his pictures a signature and a delight 
odds butterfly i have sometimes thought of a little book of grace words and heraldic curses printed with wide margins on the best paper its covers should be of soft red leather stamped with little gold flowers it might be made a birthday book or a pocket diary daily invocations coming back to wrathy swearing i must confess i am sorry to see it decay it was such a thoroughly hygienic and moral practice you see if anything annoying happens to a man or if any powerful emotion seizes him his brain under the irritation begins to disengage energy at a tremendous rate he has to use all his available force of control in keeping the energy in some of it will leak away into the nerves of his face and distort his features some may set his tear glands at work some may travel down his vagus nerve and inhibit his heart's action so that he faints or upset the blood vessels in his head and give him a stroke or if he pens it up without its reaching any of these vents it may rise at last to flood level and you'll have violent assaults the breaking of furniture murder even for all this energy a good flamboyant ranting swear is nature's outlet all primitive men and most animals swear it is an emotional shunt your cat swears at you because she does not want to scratch your face and the horse because he cannot swear drops dead so you see my reason for regretting the decay of this excellent and most wholesome practice however i must be getting on just now i am travelling about london paying cabmen their legal fares sometimes one picks up a new variant though much of it is merely stereo and with that flinging a playful curse at me he disappeared at once into the tobacco smoke from which i had engendered him an amusing and cheerful person on the whole though i will admit his theme was a little undesirable End of chapter eighteen